Welcome to Chapel this Sunday morning, which features readings by members of the third form, as well as the ladies of MSH, and a wonderful fresh recording of P.A. Yezu performed by Phoebe Morris. The Lord be with you. This is the Collect for today during Trinity Sunday. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us your servant's grace by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this faith, that we may evermore be defended from all adversities. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Psalm 46 God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done and the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks to bows and shatters to spear. He burns the shield with fire. He says, be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in, in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the word of the Lord. The Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today's the feast of the holy and undivided Trinity. It's perfectly simple. One in three, three in one. Any doubts, go see your maths teacher. Today's the day when the Christian church celebrates that feast and I can almost hear the groans from the GCSE PT students from here. Not the Trinity again. For most, it's always the hardest lesson of the year. It's that baffling doctrine that says that God is three persons and one person, but not separate and not confused and so on. Well, the good news is the church didn't put the Trinity there as some sort of belief riddle. Get this or go to hell. Rather, it's there as the only way to make sense of the Christian experience, especially the experience of the early church. You see, the first Christians were faithful Jews and as such fiercely monotheistic. They were utterly convinced that there was one God and you should worship him alone. 
But they were also utterly convinced by their experience of Christ, of his teaching, of his miracles, of his very person, that he was himself divine. And they were well aware of his life of prayer to his father. And they had been at or heard about Pentecost, which we celebrated in the church last week, in which the early church was literally blown away by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, the other counsellor promised by Jesus, who was himself the first counsellor. So they had three experiences of God, Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit coming down, that they had to make sense of as experiences of the divine. And seeing God as one, but as Father and Son and Holy Spirit, was the only way that they could do this. So we end up with God mapped not like this, but like this. And here's the real Trinitarian revelation revolution. God is relational, is relationship, the relationship from which everything else flows. And just as a human couple have kids out of the overflow of their love for one another, in order that their children might grow up in that love and know it and share it, so God created the universe in order that we might enter into and share in that love which is the one underlying and abiding fact of existence. What's most valuable to us as humans? Surely we're aware now, if not before, it's relationships. What have we been missing most? Shopping? Football? Double geography? It's people. We've been missing each other. Faces, voices, understanding, friendship, love. We are created for relationship and out of relationship. For love by the one, three, who is love. Created in the image of God and God is relationship. That's who we are, what we are for and where we find our fulfilment.
And so the mission Christ sends his disciples out to fulfill is the baptism rebirth into that shared love of the holy and undivided Trinity. How do we get our hearts round this notion that we can barely get our heads round? Psalm 46, our first Bible reading, written into great turmoil, the earth giving way, the mountains falling into the heart of the sea, waters roaring and foaming and the mountains quaking with their surging, nations in uproar, kingdoms falling, the earth appearing to melt. Recognise that? Into this, the psalmist writes, be still and know that I am God. Our knowledge of God comes not in the weather, in conflict or protest, but in the stillness. Not in the earthquake, the wind or the fire, but the still, small voice. And in the stillness, equips us to face all of those things, to enter the presence of that trinity of mutual love, eternal relationship and reciprocal power. If you want to enter it, be still, open your heart and know that he is God. Amen. Let us pray. God of counsel, all authority belongs to you. Encourage leaders to seek wisdom and respond with courage and compassion to those most in need. We pray for community leaders in this time of unrest. Further the work of advocates who pursue justice in often ignored communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of care, you created us in your image. We are your beloved children. May we recognize your likeness in one another. Hold in your loving embrace all experiencing trauma and fear, uncertainty and loss. Protect vulnerable children and adults from violence or neglect. Provide what is needed for those lacking access to food, shelter and other services. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of healing, you accompany us in sickness and suffering. Bring relief to all afflicted with the coronavirus and all those isolated now more than ever especially those in prison or care facilities. Strengthen caregivers, health workers and all whose work ensures the safety and well-being of others. Console, heal and nourish all in need this day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of connection, you call us to make your presence known. Accompany people of faith as they nurture relationships in new ways. Where the sin of racism fractures our relationships, bring repentance and reconciliation. Free us for the difficult work ahead in our communities. Open our hearts for attentive listening so that our places of connection are filled with your spirit. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. So now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all for evermore.
Amen.